Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric and today I watched WWE Monday Night Raw episode 1344 broadcast on Monday, February 25th, 2019. Um, before we talk about this episode, which was a fantastic episode, I'd say the best overall episode of Raw in a long, long time um so many great things happened and uh i came away from it being very satisfied but before i talk about that i wanted to talk real quick about wrestling with my family this is the film that uh opened everywhere this past weekend um it's directed by steven merchant it uh stars florence pew pew how do you i don't know how you pronounce her last name i should have done research on that um as Paige, uh, aka Soraya, um, who uh, is part of a wrestling family, and uh, if you're listening to this episode, then you, you know who she is. It's it's based on a documentary which I I haven't seen yet. I should have done that research also. Um, uh, called the Wrestlers: Colon Fighting with My Family. Um, that's all about. Uh, the entire family and and what they're well they they what they do what they do have they done what they're going to do maybe and um yeah i loved this movie it was it was really good um there were uh oh there were some parts of it some parts of it i didn't dig quite as much but i can't really i don't even remember what those parts were like as they were happening i was like ah um, this this part could be a little bit better, probably, but I don't even remember what those parts are because the rest of it was so much fun to watch. Um, I thought it told a great story. Um, of course, you could get all wrapped up in the stuff that's changed to better fit into a two-hour narrative, an hour and forty-minute narrative film, because um, they don't get bogged down in like the details of. Oh, she actually started in FCW and then it became NXT after that. I might be wrong about all this stuff too, but uh, like all those, all that type of minutia and what exactly is NXT like? What, who exactly was she there with? All that kind of thing. Everything is like fictionalized. And in my opinion, it helps streamline the story to help it make a lot of sense. Because if you're just sitting there explaining the history of all these different things then it becomes it's more about that than about the the journey of this character and uh and her family um so there was a great interview with her i forget was it, it might have been crap i don't even remember what what website i read that on but there's a great interview with her where she talks about the 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 biggest changes with stuff um one of them which is featured heavily in the in the marketing for the film and all the trailers and stuff is her and her brother um meeting the rock when they first uh go out to audition for um for the wwe she doesn't know that i wish that happened but that didn't actually happen but it was the rock who told her that she would be in that championship championship match the night after WrestleMania, um, the night that she won 
the Divas Championship from AJ Lee. Um, so The Rock is in, was involved with uh, her story. It's just that they added him a little bit more in there um, earlier on to, uh, you know, get make it a little bit more interesting and exciting. And it wasn't like he was her connection or something like that. It was just kind of it, it was a fun scene that they put in there that, you know, it could have been anyone that gave her that kind of advice um, as, before they went to audition. Including somebody that she, uh, tons of people that she probably knew back home gave her that kind of advice. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, the Just viewing it as a movie itself uh, has a, a great story. Um, it's just as much about her brother as it is about her. I mean, it's more about her. But uh, there's a strong through line with her brother and their relationship with each other that's uh very important to the story that the movie tells and i uh enjoyed that aspect of the film um the wrestling in it uh you know it's not the most amazing wrestling matches ever or anything like that um and it's but it does a good a really good job it's it doesn't make it look it it, it isn't bad but it also doesn't like one like you have to go see this movie for the wrestling that's in it. It's so amazing. Um there is some good stuff good stuff in there. It's it's fun to watch. That's the most important thing. That it's a, a a quality level high enough to be fun to watch. Um but I'd say go see it more so for the the story and uh to to just know more about this family um vince vaughn i thought was pretty funny in this um he's a fictionalized amalgam of multiple people uh, multiple real life people and apparently vince uh not vince vaughn apparently stephen merchant wanted uh dusty to play himself and be in that role for the film but unfortunately passed away before the film was actually made um that that i don't know if that would have been it would have been super awesome but it may have maybe uh taken even more attention away from the story than having the rock in there because the rock is really the only person who appeared as himself there is a there is a cameo um there there are tons of wrestlers that appear throughout the film um but the only two that actually were themselves like actually were themselves were a big show and Seamus. They were like in a backstage segment later on in the film. Um, but yeah, there's tons of wrestlers throughout the movie, but they're not really playing themselves necessarily. They're kind of like, you know, just part of the, the whole uh, ecosystem. It's a weird word to choose for that. Anyway, have I talked about this movie enough? Go see it go see it um a sick burn on uh the green book tonight on raw they're talking about fighting with my family there uh and michael cole says how there was number four in the box office this weekend which um i assume is pretty i don't know the actual numbers but then he went to say he's like it's already made more than the winner of the best picture of 2018 or whatever best picture of the year um i was like that's a 
that's a little bit of a weird brag. I guess it's, it's probably technically true, but um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a brag that you want to make necessarily, um, because it was it also technically is a bigger box box office than Roma, which won four Academy Award for three, three or four. Um, because there are no official numbers for that. I think there are official box office numbers because it, it played in a few theaters, I, I think. Um, but as far as a total viewership, we don't have those numbers because Netflix hasn't released them. And we reported on that. I started watching Roma and I like it so far. I've only watched maybe like a half hour of it. Um, I had to really be in the right mindset to watch um, any film that has subtitles um, because I don't know English. I don't know. I do know English. I don't know any other languages besides English and uh, that I can watch without uh, with just listening to and understand. So, boy, um, I so I'll eventually I'll, I'll have seen all of Roma. But it is from the open right at the opening shot is like okay yeah this i could see why this won i haven't seen all the films that were nominated for best cinematography but it's like just right from here right from the get go such a simple simply composed shot of the tiles and the driveway of the of this um family home and it's it's in black and white but uh, you just hear the scrubbing sounds and the water comes rushing across the tiles. And once the water does, then, it's, then you can see the reflection into the sky. And there's like an airplane that flies by. And I was just very impressed. I was like, this is, it's like so, um, it's like the most simple cake, piece of cake. Just the, the lightest layer of frosting, but it's absolutely delicious. And then there's just like a little frosting heart on the top. I, I, no, this is getting out of hand. All right, let's talk. I've talked about enough about movies for for the moment. Um, I, oh, oh, also speaking of movies and wrestling with my family and a movie called The Wrestlers, I have not actually ever seen The Wrestler. And so it was only like $7 on Amazon to get The Wrestler on Blu-ray starring Mickey Rourke. I hate seeing people talk about it. Um, there's so much discussion. This was, a, it, it kind of irked me a little bit that there's so much discussion about fighting with my family that somebody started a thread that was like, The Wrestler is still the best wrestling movie. Like, that may be true to a lot of people um and i guess that did get me thinking got me to actually get the movie so i can watch it eventually but um i don't know it feels like it's kind of uh, it's kind of taking a jab at fighting with my family which i think is really really well done i'd say the biggest criticism that you could pose against fighting with my family is that it does um uh it does pose wwe as uh 
just an incredible place to aspire to be in and that there is no all no real alternatives to that 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 is the dream but in a lot of cases that is uh the mindset of up-and-coming uh wrestlers that they'd see that as their dream that's their goal to get there and be successful by getting to the wwe again th- this is um i mean it's more realistic now to have a thriving uh, a career without being in the WWE as a wrestler. Um, and, but it's absolutely, it was absolutely possible to do that, um, in the time period that this movie took place also. But, um, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest criticism that, um, is that could be, um, said against the movie. The other thing Oh, yeah, this is a little bit... Uh, 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 I'm back at the movie again. Um, the other thing that I didn't really enjoy, and I haven't actually seen this, her uh, her debut on Raw and her challenging AJ Lee, I haven't seen the real, actual um, event of that. But it kind of made... I never really felt like... Paige found her character in this movie even after that wind even after that win it's still felt like kind of hesitant and um it was supposed to be like this bit her making a huge impression and all that to win over everybody but I never really really felt like the the, uh, like the in-ring persona came through in the over the course of uh, of the film so I, I I was a little bit let down by that, but uh, the other the the rest of the things that I liked about the movie kind of kind of offset that enough that it didn't bother me too much. Yeah. Uh, so spoiler, um, she she wins the Divas Championship. But again, that's one of the things that they left out that she had won the NXT Championship. Um, but I feel like that's not really a big deal because that's a whole other thing. Like, oh, she already won a championship. Why is this such a, what's all this stress about now? Like, this is old hat at this point. She knows what she's doing. She's dominating, that kind of thing. So kind of eliminating that aspect of it um, takes a lot less explaining. Um, there there are champions in the developmental section of the company and um instead you just focus like oh this is big time now you're making it onto live television um in front of thousands and thousands of fans so anyway speaking of live television in front of thousands and thousands of flans thousands of flans um oh i want to direct you over to at ericatures that is my uh, drawing cartoon. Like uh, I have two drawing Instagram and Twitter pages, but one is um, Erica Jers is for like cartoons and stuff like that. And um, over the last week, I drew uh, Supreme Dakota Kai, who is a mashup of the Supreme Kai from da- from Dragon Ball and Dakota Kai. And then I also drew Bia Rusev. Um, and Lana 
which is a mashup of Rusev and Lana and Beerus and and Whis from Dragon Ball Super. And technically Dragon Ball Z because the first two new movies a few years ago were called were were under the Dragon Ball Z name. Anyway, that's anyway. Go check those out. I'm pretty proud. I'm I'm not really happy with the pose and with the arms because I, I intended him to be kind of like I should have drawn drawn it more dynamic than it was. It's only like slightly dynamic, and then it, so it just looks wrong. But anyway, um, I'm I'm pretty happy with how they came out. I, I'm more happy with uh, Lana and Dakota than I am with the with the the Rusev. But the Rusev is pretty good too. I think um, it looks more like Beerus than it does like Rusev because it I made him like a cat. Um, rather than just making like a purple Rusev and then adding ears. Anyway, it was, it was basically drawing drawing Beerus and adding a, a beard rather than the other way around. Okay. What was I talking about? Oh, this uh, this week's episode of Raw. Oh my gosh. Roman Reigns comes out at the top of the show. And I'm thinking, oh, he is... He is high-fiving, shaking hands, hugging all everybody in the front row, up and down the aisles. Um, that doesn't seem like something someone would do who is uh, immunocompromised, as one might be, if they are still deep in the fight against a, a, a tragic illness, as he has been. So I had a feeling uh, this is going to be good news a good health update a good update from roman reigns and sure enough it was roman is in remission and he's back he says this is our yard and i think pretty much everybody is on board with that i like that twist on the catchphrase and i i'm on board with that moving forward seth comes out and they share a share a hug a nice moment at the top of the ramp and the the mood for the night has been set um now to be honest i didn't actually pay attention to a lot of the actual wrestling because i was drawing something uh, my other drawing instagram is uh and website is demon jackal at the demon jackal um so during this whole episode um I was drawing a a, a, a bighorn sheep um, for the the in my demon jackal style, um, so my visual attention was on that. Um, I didn't pay a lot of attention to actual wrestling, but anyway, um, I kind of moved on really fast from that opening segment. Um, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that Roman is healthy. Again, he's he's back. He's back in action. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. What like, yeah, just what's gonna ha- what's gonna happen. Everything from tonight is a big. What's gonna happen? Um, speaking of that, uh, so th- this this match that followed this, um, the first match of the night was Ricochet and Alistair Black versus the Revival, um. This is really the only part of the whole night that I was flummoxed by. And that was, I mean, I, I have a, 
I have a theory that they had to make up for not having any commercial time during that whole opening segment. Um, and so it's uh, led to a, a surplus of commercials they had to get through. So we had a commercial break after the Roman Reigns segment. And then we come back and we have the uh, these two guys and the Revival already in the ring about to get started. And then like a minute later, go back to commercial and then uh, come back from commercial a few minutes later. And it's not that long before we get uh, pinfall by Alistair Black after he hits the Black Mass on Dawson. So it's kind, of, it's kind of a bummer that this match was not... That most of this match was uh, during the commercial break, it seems like. Um, but yeah, that's really the only thing I didn't like about this episode. Um, but like I said, I wasn't really paying attention to the wrestling itself anyway. So it wasn't it wasn't much of a loss as far as storyline progression goes. Um, then we had Elias, who's interrupted by Lacey Evans yet again, and then Dean Ambrose comes out and asks. Uh, first of all, he wants a no DQ match against Drew McIntyre, so he can get back at him from last week. And then he asks uh, Elias if he can play Dirty Deeds um, by ACDC, and um, Elias says, "Well, I could play." pretty much anything is <laughs> oh that sound i don't know if i i did not simulate that exactly or anything but uh like as he's talking he goes to swing the guitar i love the sound <laughs> elias made so funny um but he fails at hitting dean with the d- guitar and dean hits elias with the dirty deeds and then we had the riot squad versus uh, ronda and um natalia uh ruby and sarah were the active ones in this tag team match uh but during the match becky arrives and attacks um all the security comes out uh becky gets arrested ronda is pissed she's attacking security guards and all of that and ronda demands that vince get out here now stephanie comes out instead and ronda says just tell your daddy to do it reinstate becky get her out of jail Make this match. It's what everybody wants. Do it. And uh, Seth says, nope, nope. It's not going to happen. And Ronda says, well, okay then. She lays down her championship and walks away. So, what's, I'm, I'm super interested to see what happens next. Because uh, this, so many segments from this episode could have ended the night on a cliffhanger. And uh, this is one of those moments. And we didn't get, we had a backstage thing after the commercials with uh, Stephanie and Triple H. Uh, Stephanie has a championship, and they're just kind of talking about, well, I don't know. Um, we didn't hear what they're actually saying. Um, but so that was the last we saw of these developments on this episode. So I'm really looking forward to next week to see what happens next um is it gonna have something to do with uh fast lane what's gonna happen at fast lane now we'll find out i think we have to find out soon um you know i kind of i'm uh no i'm i'm just gonna watch it i'm just gonna watch it on tv but i keep getting tempted i i should go i should go to fast lane should try i should try to go to fast lane 
it's going to be a really interesting show. It's the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. It's going to be super interesting. Um, it was announced that uh, Bailey and Sasha will defend their champ- their tag team championships against Nia Jax and Tamina at Fastlane. So um, we'll see how uh, how their, their one-on-one team, two-on-two match goes down there. We'll get back to that in a minute because uh, uh, Bailey does fight Nia Jax later on. Uh, then we had out of nowhere, Jinder Mahal versus Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle uh, wins via ankle lock, and then he flings the Singh brothers across the ring. The fling, the flingling brothers. Sing- <laughs> oh, ringling the the ringling flingling singling brothers. Um, yeah, they should. They they could absolutely change their names to the Fling Brothers. It would uh, be absolutely appropriate uh, to describe what they're all about. Then we had the, a moment of bliss uh, with special guest Finn Balor. Uh, Alexa tries to get in on that ab action. Uh, he has he asked him to let he he gotta let those those babies breathe. But uh, the flirtation the flirtations. The flirts, the flirt, the flirtiness is interrupted by Leo Rush. He, uh, he, he, he tells Finn, you gotta, gotta give him a rematch. Lashley deserves a rematch. And Finn, uh, says, well, you lost the championship, so you should be the one who wins it back. So I'll give you a championship rematch. And so we get Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. Leo does not have time to go in the back and get ready. He, he gets his music playing and he very sadly walks down the ramp to the ring. And that's in a night of so many awesome things happening. This is one of my favorite things. Just his very sad walk down to the ring. With his, he's usually so full of energy. And I, I felt for it. My, my heart ached for Leo Rush. That's he's he's just having such a tough time he, he seems like he just needs a hug so uh finn balor defeats leo rush and retains the intercontinental championship backstage bobby lashley is pissed at leo that you're supposed to get me a rematch what are you doing but they go out there <laughs> anyway they uh they're they're right uh we're uh in the uh green room as you could call it, ready to go on stage, and the camera stays on on Leo as Lashley leaves to go out, and then the camera pans over, and we see Lashley there is like, "Come on!" <laughs> it's like that made me laugh so hard. Like the I don't know. It was it. I just I just loved that moment. Um. Just their 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 chemistry with each other is is so great, um, but yeah, poor poor Leah Rush. I hope somebody ended up giving him a hug later on. Poor guy. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman won this match. Kind of his music play at the he he beat up Lashley pretty good, um, so. Yeah, poor guys, poor guys. 
Then we had Drew McIntyre uh, versus Dean Ambrose. Uh, Drew won because it was a no disqualifications match. Um, but that was only because Elias got involved. And Elias is initiated into the gang. He joined uh, along with Drew McIntyre, um, Bobby Lashley, and the other guy. Who else came out? Uh, Baron Corbin. That's right. Uh, they come down and they all beat up, uh, beat up Dean Ambrose, but then Seth Rollins music hits and Roman Reigns music hits and they come down and clear the ring and the shields back together yet. Maybe a little bit more time to let that stew. Uh, as Dean Ambrose does not go up the ramp to celebrate with them. So I think there's a, a few more steps to take. Exactly as many steps as it takes to get up the ramp. Then we had Bailey versus Nia Jax. Bailey won this match. Fantastic. Good for Bailey. Um, I think we saw her defeat Nia Jax a few times in NXT as well. Uh, so I in in my mind, absolutely Bailey will defeat Nia Jax because she knows how to do it. Not everybody does. And that brings us to Ric Flair's birthday celebration. A big hubbub is, is made about all of the guests who have appeared. There's Shawn Michaels. There's um, um, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboats. It was awesome to see him. He was chopping. Everybody was coming through the crowd. Oh, that was great. And Seth is like, ah. Oh, that was, that was awesome. Uh, Sting comes out awesome to see him um and then the man of the hour leo rush comes up no um uh rick flair's music plays now i didn't notice if charlotte was in the that group of people to celebrate rick flair's 70th birthday it's kind of a, a bummer if she wasn't there i i didn't see her in in the group but i wasn't really looking i didn't realize i should be looking to see if she's in there uh but she's probably at a smackdown having a match with oscar at the house show um and that's fine she's she she celebrates with with rick flair all the time anyway doesn't have to be his birthday to have fun with the man the other man the original the man anyway um he's not the original people have called themselves that before in wrestling i think anyway uh rick does not come out to his music um i was thinking like at the beginning of the segment i thought uh we're gonna cut to the locker room and becky is gonna have rick flair in an arm lock and the disarm her um just a, a complete parallel to uh with ronda back in october was it october something like that maybe it was november november no no november um anyway it was almost that so we go backstage and batista is back there he goes into rick flair's locker room you don't see him get beat up it's assumed that he just beats the hell out of him and he drags rick flair out by the scruff of his jacket and uh, leaves him in a heap on the ground he says do i have do, do i have your attention now hunter boom boom batista's back 
I'm excited. It was awesome. It was even, that was even way better. That was even better than if uh, Becky had been back there linging it into the old man. Um, ah, Batista. I'm excited. I'm excited. Batista versus Triple H. That's the match, right? WrestleMania. Batista versus Triple H. Ah. Oh. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am so excited. Um, so like that to top out the, the, the whole night, we had the whole stuff with uh, what the heck is going to happen with the women's championship. Um, we had Roman Reigns is back. He's healthy. Um, we had possibly the shield back together. Dean is realizes his ways is uh realizes the 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 what am i trying to say the 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 faults in his ways um in the past months perhaps he hasn't actually acknowledged it yet he's just been kind of aloof more so than apologetic but uh the fact that seth came out and roman came out to help him to fight off the the gang of of hooligans um that's a that's a step towards them being all back together and man man such a great great episode um this might be the first time in a long time that smackdown is not better than raw but you never know it might be just as crazy tomorrow night um, with the Kofi and Daniel Bryan contract signing happening, um, we have Tommaso. No, we have uh, Johnny Gargano versus Cesaro. That's going to be awesome. I was a little bit bummed out that we didn't have a, either Champa or Gargano uh, in a match tonight, and it makes me kind of wonder: Is Champa injured from that that brutal? Um, uh, blow they took to his leg that uh that hard landing he took um last week but we um that was on uh, in their match against the bar so i i don't know all speculation at this point but uh i'm excited to see the, uh johnny gargano against cesaro in action tomorrow night that's gonna be awesome awesome we're also gonna see um the tag team of alistair black and ricochet go up against rusev and nakamura um tomorrow that that should be pretty solid as well um i don't remember if anything else is announced as far as anything else goes there's got to be some oscar action is she gonna uh is she gonna challenge i feel like oscar is gonna challenge mandy say like that was a fluke not in these words necessarily but um that was a fluke that mandy won and she's all right you 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 kind of proved yourself i'll put the championship on the line and i'll prove you wrong i will beat you at fast lane um so that could be that could be it that could be it um yeah i don't think they've announced anything else but i'm looking forward to see what happens also, 205 Live, we have the uh, first two matches from the uh, WrestleMania contender um, 
uh, uh, tournament. I already forget who's in all those matches. Uh, oh, I haven't talked about this all of this yet. Uh, we have four people who were released last week. Um, most relevant to 205 Live would be TJP, who had a match last Tuesday. It was announced like on Wednesday that he was released. Maybe it was Friday. Or Saturday. I don't know. Later in the week, um, he was released. And then um, it was officially announced that uh, Hideo Itami is released. And um, Arn Anderson, Anderson is no longer with the company. And who's the other one? Who's the other one? Oh, Ty Dillinger. So um, that one seemed like kind of out of, out of nowhere. Um, he did, I mean, not when they announced it, but when he announced earlier that he had asked for his release that seemed kind of out of nowhere um although it makes sense um because it hasn't really been utilized on tv in a long time all that kind of stuff but um yeah so that that leaves a lot of uh a lot of space in this tournament um that with those two are abs uh, are for sure not in it um, but we could see somebody up and coming, somebody who is going to be brand new. Of course, Humberto Carrillo is in this tournament. I think he is in one of those matches tomorrow. But um, I think a new signee just might be in a tournament. It would be kind of, it would be pretty cool if they were. Um, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's all just the people who are already there uh umberto Correa versus buddy murphy at wrestlemania i i'm pretty on board with that be pretty on board with that guy that guy is, is very very impressive and uh under the tutelage of drew gulak and jack gallagher he could absolutely dominate and become the new cruiserweight champion but we'll see what happens with all of that um i'm hoping that they uh, well, they've got to announce the the remaining four in the tournament, so we'll know soon enough. Um, but they very well could say this person is going up against a mystery opponent. We'll find out who that is next week when it happens. Um, so anyway, I think that's enough talk for this episode. Uh, this is a very, very long episode from what I've been doing the last few weeks, but... That's all right. We're right at the end of February. Um, we're headed towards Vaseline and head right towards WrestleMania. Um, real quick, if you're listening to this and you're in Texas, specifically anywhere near Midland, uh, March 15th through 17th, I will be um, uh, selling my art, my Demon Jackal art at the Permian Basin Comic Con X at the midland something or other arena place i should i should know what it's called but uh go to uh pbcomiconx.com i think is the website um it's it's only like 10 bucks a day to get it's like 25 bucks for the whole weekend or something like that uh come check it out um uh, there's all kinds of other stuff booker t is gonna be there I'm going to see if I can uh, get away from my table for a minute to go say hello to him. Um, and uh, I, I don't know who else is going to be there. But Comic-Cons are always fun, so go check it out. Um, 
that's it for right now. Let me know what you thought about all this stuff. Raw, fighting with my family, the wrestler, um, whatever else I talked about. Uh, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast, go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll be back talking about this week's episodes of SmackDown and 205 Live. So I'll see you then. Bye.